0: Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the association of independent mortgage experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by HomePoint. HomePoint is built for brokers like you. While most mortgage lenders are focused on winning the initial transaction by touting rate and convenience, HomePoint does that and more, taking a holistic, long-term approach to its partnership and customer service. They are evolving the mortgage experience by putting people and partnerships first and delivering the customized support you need to grow your business and wow your clients. Find out why there's no place like HomePoint. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersabetter.com. NMLS 7706. Welcome back, everyone, to a, another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of membership over here at AIM, along with owning my own broker shop. Uh, here in Michigan called Priority Mortgage Lending. Uh, really excited about today. Uh, this, if you've never heard of the, the company itself, they do absolutely amazing things. Uh, one of our very, very good, beloved AIM friends and member leaders, Mike Cox is, uh, is part of this uh, Mortgage Nerds, but we're going to be talking to someone who works with them, and we will be talking to Amy Joe Tesner, who's with a mortgage broker with Mortgage Nerds. So Amy Joe, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Mark.
0: No, no problem. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this today because why not? Right. Uh, But with that being said, okay, the the mortgage industry, I, you know, and and I I actually just did a success track today when it was recorded someone came up to me and said, do you ask that same question first all the time, how you got started in the mortgage industry? And I said, hell yeah, I do. And 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 the reason for that being is because I love hearing the story. I love hearing the background and how people use, whether it was a prior experience or family experience to help them become successful. In this industry. So I want to know, how did you get started?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question for everyone. But for me personally, I was a student at UWGB here in Green Bay, and I needed a job that was in an office. I was cooking and waiting tables, and it was great money, but I really needed to get experience in an office setting because I was a business major at school. So I had a family member that worked at a local real estate company. It was a realty executives office here in Green Bay, and they were looking for a marketing director. And that was what my emphasis was in college. So I interviewed for the position at that time. That was when we still advertised everything in print in the real estate industry. So my primary job was to get everything in on Fridays for hot new listings, put all of our ads together for weekend open houses, and be the liaison between all of the print publications, like the newspaper, magazines, and our agents that worked at Realty Execs. I then started working for a realtor as her personal assistant. And then I transitioned um, by meeting her mortgage person to working as that mortgage person's personal assistant and broke into mortgage. So I started at the very bottom of the totem pole knowing absolutely nothing. Um, I was thrown a file. I remember my very first week I was thrown a file. This gentleman owned like six rental properties and I was told to start matching them up in our loan origination software. And I was like, what does that mean? And what do I do? So I just started, you know, working through loans files as an assistant, doing um, a lot of marketing because that's what I really enjoyed and that's what I was hired for. And then I learned all of the ropes and became licensed and went out on my own for a retail shop um, probably about almost 10 years ago. So I'd worked for that person for 10 years and I've kind of been on my own as a licensed loan originator on my own for about 10 years now.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. So, So how did you get, how did you get hooked up with Mike Cox over there at Mortgage Marks?
1: Yeah, that's a good question too. So I worked in retail my entire life, right? And I was told that you shouldn't be a broker. You won't have control of your file. It's, it's never gonna be as fun and easy as being a retail lender. Well, when things started changing as far as margin compression and interest rates really started going up, like, let's face it, right? I was drinking out of a fire hose during the refi boom. I was very busy. I worked by myself. I didn't have an assistant. I was just grinding day and night. And when things kind of changed and I came out of that, I was like, wow, that was a lot of files, you know, a lot of success. But I started noticing the things about retail that I didn't like, that I wasn't in love with. And having the background of living and breathing this industry for almost 21 years I started to suspect that I was being fed some lines of garbage and that I really needed to figure it out on my my own. So I really started researching it. And I was like, I need to become a mortgage broker. I want to become a broker. So before I even stepped out and found a new office to go to, I knew it had to be a mortgage broker shop. And that is where I called up Mike. Um, I was friends with him on Facebook. I would drive past his office on the highway. And I was like, you don't really know me. We're friends on Facebook. I want to become a mortgage broker. Will you talk to me? And he was like, Absolutely. Come on in. And I came in. And honestly, when I tell this story, like I was in tears in Mike's office, my clients are super important to me, the work that I do is very important to me. And when I started seeing the difference in numbers and just the masquerade of BS that I was given working in retail, it all became very obvious that this change needed to happen mm-hmm. and it needed to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. So I became a broker with Mike um in June of last year. So I'm a little bit over like six to seven months and I'm just kind of getting settled as a broker and really embracing it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You all, you, you love it so far, right? Please. Lord tell me. Do. Do. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I break into Mike's office all the time and I'm like, Mike, everything I was told is wrong. Like my files are moving faster. I'm able to communicate even more with my underwriters. It's, it's so funny. The smoke and mirrors, like everything was so false. And I see people talk about that in Facebook groups and I have a little chuckle to myself, but it's true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to go back to when you were. I know I'm kind of going off a little script here, but this is how these work, uh, which is you were you were an assistant to a realtor. How yeah. have you used that to your advantage now to to gain realtor relationships? I mean, you had to use that some some way.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like I really understand the inner workings of a real estate office and how they work. And I'm actually married to an appraiser and a realtor. He is a he's a broker in the state of Michigan and Wisconsin. Very, very smart realtor. I actually met him as his lender. I was his lender and he started coming to my boyfriend's house bringing me gifts. And I was like, you're going to get killed like you need to be careful. (laughs) But anyway, I ended up marrying him. We got married at the title company where we had our first closing. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, this is awesome. Yes, keep going. I do know the ins and outs of how realtors operate. I have worked in real estate offices, so I know that what they need from the mortgage side, how it needs to be portrayed to them, and how we can communicate to solve the needs that they have and the education that we like to bring to them.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Um, now, when when we're talking about business here, I know you're, you know, and, and the mortgage nerds always are into marketing. Um, obviously, you are too. But you use Facebook groups quite a bit, don't you? Can you can you let me I know do. about that?
1: Yeah. So I have my personal Facebook page, and it was interesting because Mike and Brian, who own Mortgage Nerds, they have done a wonderful job of pumping up their Facebook page. They have a ton of followers. So when I came on board, this was a little bit different for them because I was coming from an external environment where I had a pretty big Facebook following and I really played my own role in Facebook too. So it was interesting for them, you know, to kind of see, well, they had all these LOs that had been with them for years, just kind of under their umbrella of their business page. And then I came along and I had my own personal page. So, you know, it's kind of sparked some change and influencing other new LOs that have joined the office. So I have my own personal page that I try to post to at least every other day. Um, Sometimes I'm a little bit better. Sometimes I'm, I'm a little bit worse. You know, It depends on the day. So my main focus as far as marketing, I hit on TikTok and then also Facebook. And I try to hit it at least daily or every other day. And right now what I'm working on is I just received a um, special class that I had taken about divorce coming from the role as a mortgage advisor and received a special designation along with an area realtor that had also received that designation. She actually posted on Facebook. She was like, hey, lenders, does anyone have this? And i didn't have it but i saw a bunch of other lenders comment and i raced to get that designation before anybody else did and then i reached out to her and i was like hey we don't work together but i want to partner with you i went out and got this designation for you let's do this together so we met and we hit it off and we are making a facebook page for both men and women that are geared towards you know helping you through mortgage and real estate when you're moving through a divorce and we're formulating these groups and getting them all set to go right now so we can turn them loose and invite the public to join these groups. So I have found great success in my career. Um, When we were at Hall of AIM, I actually spoke about along with Angela, the success of these mom groups that exist on Facebook. And for me and my business, it has been huge. I I get a ton of business from the mom groups. I represent myself in them by sponsoring a ton of events through the moms groups. I get invited to come to different events where I'm giving cash, whether it's for food or prizes Whatever it is, um, when I was at Hall of Fame, I talked about sponsoring a porta potty even at an event. So, you know, no matter what it is, get your dollars behind it, become injected in the community along with social media and you will find success.
0: Absolutely. No, you're, you're 100% right there. Now, now that men's and women's group that you have are two different groups, I should say. Are those the only groups you have? I don't want to say only. Are those the only yes. two groups you're working on right now? These now, are the only two
1: groups that me personally that I have started. Yes.
0: Okay. Now, with, with that being said, what is your what is your secret sauce on this in terms of pe- keeping people engaged? Because we've all been there before. You're 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 just scrolling through Facebook. You're sitting on your couch. You're in the car, or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, that seems like a fun group, right?" How do you keep engagement up on that? Because that seems to be the biggest struggle that people have.
1: Yeah, I think giveaways are huge. And then um, I couple my posts with my events that I'm doing within the community. So I use a lot of video work and I use a lot of giveaways. Um, I'm a firm believer that you need to spend money on your business to make money. Anytime that I've ever made money in any business I've ever owned, it's because I've spent the money and taken the risk to get there. So I use that same thought process in my mortgage business For example this weekend on saturday all day i'm working at a parenting expo here in green bay wisconsin and i'm doing a kids giveaway basket that has like this really cool bank for kids and there's a ton of books about buying a home um, financial stuff for kids and then some easter toys and then what i'm doing for the adults is i love to use a resort that i own in the upper peninsula of michigan i use that and i give away stays to drive people on facebook and also get them to my event so for example, tonight I have a homebuyer happy hour. Everybody that attends my happy hours throughout 2023, they're being entered to win a vacation stay to my resort. And then when I do this um, parenting expo on Saturday, that will be one of the items that people will win by putting their name into uh, a drawing for a stay to my resort.
0: Just out of curiosity, because I'm in Michigan, where 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 is this resort at?
1: So we are in Blaney Park, Michigan, which is a historic town. The whole town used to run as a resort up in the UP. And it was pretty much just everybody walked away. And the whole town filed bankruptcy and they auctioned off all the pieces. So we actually bought three of the cabins that were part of the original resort. And my husband and I bought it unexpectedly on our honeymoon. We had an open 1031 from selling a different investment property. And we were on the hunt for like a four family in Green Bay. And I had been through this town before, but he had never been there. And I was like, oh, I need to take you here. It's so cool. All the history. So we go into the town and we find this dilapidated resort. And I'm like, I want to buy this. And he's like, you're nuts. But it came with the water tower that used to supply the whole town with water. And my husband being the freak that he is, he was like, I want to own a water tower. Yes so we bought this resort we spent the first year of our marriage he was a busy realtor i was a busy lender we didn't even own a truck or trailer we we would rent u-haul trailers with my jeep grand cherokee and haul everything from green bay up to the up which was like a little over three hours And we completely flipped this resort the first year that we owned it. And it has been uber successful. I have learned a ton about Airbnbs. I have learned a ton about property maintenance, just everything. Managing this, you know, while running a mortgage business is a lot. And I've learned that if you want something done, give it to a busy person. That's what I always say
0: they'll get it done Yep. then for people that don't understand what up is that means upper peninsula in michigan it's it's, it's common for us But <laughs> even, what the hell what the hell does up mean you know what i mean right. but anyway all right so with, with this being said now and you, you got through the smoke and mirrors of retail and you're, you're so into the broker side of things um one thing that uh, you know a lot of a lot of communications and, and talks that i've had with people who have flipped from retail to broker which is the right way to go. They said that one of the biggest things that they get to do now that they never really got to do was educate borrowers. Hmm, Yes. So so with that being said, I know this is very important to you. For people that don't know, it's very important to her. tell me why this is so important to you.
1: Yeah. So. For me, I love to teach. And I feel like that piece of who I am is not fulfilled if I'm not doing that in the community. I have always had a desire, a burning desire inside of me actually to get my master's degree and teach at a college level. And for me, I don't know if that will be something that I actually pursue. But when I get out in the into the community, whether it's teaching realtors, Um, I have a class every other month for realtors that I run. And um, also I do my home buyer happy hour and they run on different months of each other because they're done every two months. Teaching these classes and just like getting down to basics and sitting down and really connecting with people, that is the juice for me. That is what brings me feelings of success and making me feel fulfilled in this industry because let's face it, this industry is hard. It makes you feel bad sometimes. It is overwhelming. We work more than I, I think a lot of human beings do. And we have to find the things in it that really connect us to why are we doing this?
0: Absolutely. Well, so so wait a minute here, hold on here. The realtor ones I've heard before, but home home buyer happy hours, what was yes. that?
1: Yeah. So tonight when I run my home buyer happy hour, we're going to go to a local establishment that has a great bar and they have a separate room. So I'll head in early. I've got my folders all made. I was up early this morning. So I've got my mortgage nerds folder and I give them, um, I have taken a goofy copy of a credit bureau where I have removed every personal piece of information and I have made it into a teaching tool. So basically I go through a goofy credit bureau and then I've made some really good articles that I have used from online government websites there's a ton of great stuff that the government puts out to educate people through the CFPB and you can create some really great credit articles from there. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If you reach out to Sam Parker at my credit guy, he has great stuff that you can use. And I've really been relying on him and Jesse also on, you know, getting some great stuff to use in my classes. So basically I just kind of, you know, change it up every time I teach it. I teach about credit. I teach about the steps to home ownership. This weekend when I do the parenting expo, actually took it a step farther and um, got out my Joanne Gaines shoes. And I took this old retro ladder and I made the steps to home ownership. And I, I put clipboards on each rung of the ladder and that will have a print kind of showing all the different steps of what it takes to buy a home. And it's a nice visual and it's kind of rustic looking. So people are into that. Um, So I really enjoy that type of stuff, like getting out in the community and giving that information to people but in an easy digestible way where they do not feel overwhelmed, they don't feel threatened by, you know, the whole mortgage process. And it works.
0: That's that's awesome. And then you do something else called the accelerated agent academy.
1: Yes. Now that What's is this fun? one because Julian
0: told me about this one. I'm very interested.
1: So that is my class for realtors. So I run it every other month um, so far. Um, We started with our first one that we had in January. And this was a desire that I had. And in 2023, I really threw down the hammer and I was like, I am committing to this. And when I went to Hall of AIM, actually major, he said something on stage and he was like, no, no one can rely on you guys and you have to be consistent and your audience will come. And when he said that, it really resonated with me. And I was like, okay, I need to put these events in place where people are relying on them to be there when they're happening all the time. And they just know that they're happening. So I made a commitment to myself to do that. So the Accelerated Agent Academy will happen every other month. I have it at this really cool space that we have at the Wildlife Sanctuary in Green Bay, where they have this beautiful event space. And it's literally a hundred bucks for me to rent it for half a day and i go to the local store i get a bunch of rolls and um different breakfast items and mimosa and set up a coffee bar um i'm a woman so entertaining i love to entertain so that piece is really easy for me you could totally cater it in if you wanted to i feel like doing it myself i save money and it fulfills something in me that i like And when I teach the class, um, I bring in two professionals with me to teach alongside me. So when I taught the class in January, I had a wealth advisor who also prepares taxes. Um, He spoke about S-Corps and also Schedule C for self-employed realtors. He talked about changes in um, tax planning, changes with tax law that were occurring 2022 versus 2023 did a really good job of just, you know, how much can you put in your SEP? How much will that reduce your tax liability? You know, really great stuff. I'm married to a realtor who is a schedule C employee. So I know what I go through in my tax prep. So basically I just wanted to bring that to them. And then also along with this financial planner, um, we had a, um, my husband actually, who is an appraiser and a realtor. He came in and talked about ANSI standards, which is a lot of change that is coming with measuring homes um, with appraisals. And there is not a lot of coming together between Fannie Freddie agency and these rules and like educating realtors we've done a really poor um, rollout of the ANSI standards. So basically I just had him focus on that, go through a handout explaining what it was. And then for our giveaway, I always do a giveaway to draw people in the door. I just bought the most expensive Bosch room measure that I could because that really goes along with the ANSI standards and making sure that you're measuring the rooms correctly to go along with these rules. So it went really well. Um, My first class had about 17 attendees it's growing from there. I have booked two agent classes inside of um, their real estate offices stemming from those classes. And then um, about three weeks after that, I rolled out an agent Zoom call, which I did last week, Friday. And I had about 20 agents RSVP for that call after conducting that first accelerated agent academy. So I feel like I've, I've hit the secret sauce. I'm on it. Now I just have to keep this train going.
0: That's awesome. Now, you know, like, and trust me, everything you're doing is is absolutely phenomenal. There's, I mean, nothing you're doing is wrong here. Uh, And I think more of us should be doing things like this because we are the ones that are embedded into our communities. Um, But there's, there's a lot of us that can't get over the hump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or, or very insecure about doing this. Oh, I don't know enough. Uh, I mean, I could go on with about twenty different excuses I've heard from people. But from you, from from your point of view, what advice would you give to someone who's going to try to do something like you're doing?
1: Yeah, you're going to feel very overwhelmed. Um, this morning, I was up at 530. And I was on the road, you know, very early to come to my office here in Appleton, I obviously had to meet with you. And then I had to get all of my folders together. And I was doing a lot of printing in the office. I like print copies versus an overhead projection. Because when people leave, I want them to have the tangible stuff that brings them back to me, especially with a realtor, if I'm giving them advice, I want them to have that on their bulletin board, you know, and have it there. So I believe in print, you know, some people may not like that, but I'm old school. Um, So you're going to feel overwhelmed. Um, Yesterday I had to make some videos. You know, I had my parents here from out of town. So I was like, dad, you need to leave my house. I need to make some videos. Stop making the dogs bark. You know, so you just, you have to be like really committed to doing it. And you know, one or two videos a week when you're starting out can really, really go a long way. And you can take those videos and you can use them, you know, you can recycle them, use them on TikTok, use them on Facebook, put it on your Facebook page, and then upload it as a reel. That way you're getting all of that exposure out of one video that you've made. Um, Take your steps and go on Amazon if you don't have a good video setup. I just actually purchased that a few weeks ago. I spent some money and I bought myself, you know, a nice little tripod and some lights and also a mic. Um, I'm not using it today, so... But I, do, so great. I sound I forgot great. I it this morning, of course, you're right? So great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but this will help you just feel a little bit more professional when you're making your videos. And I feel confident about mortgage because I don't know anything else. And I am I feel like I'm a confident person, which has really helped me with speaking. I feel very comfortable with public speaking. But if you aren't, you know, set up a Zoom call. And record yourself just with yourself and pretend that you're teaching a class record it and then go back and watch it and watch it over and over and over again and you know critique yourself and find the ways that you do feel comfortable just by pretending
0: absolutely yeah you know and the other i'm gonna i'm gonna tack on to your advice right there is i absolutely love going well how can i say this? it's beneficial for me to go back and watch video on myself. I hate it, but it's, it's, it's definitely beneficial, but it's my biggest thing that I tell people all the time is don't try to be perfect. You know what I mean? Try, try to improve yourself at all times, but don't, if you're going to try to be perfect, you might as well quit. That's what movie stars are for. That's what those anchors are for. So no, that's awesome. Um,
1: And people like to see us be real too. You know, like that's, that's important also
0: absolutely absolutely well okay so you you brought up something that I'm going to transition to here this will be our last little bit of a segment you, you I know you're super busy and I appreciate your time doing this but I would like to talk about like your work life balance um mm-hmm. you've you've been through a lot of the mortgage industry whether it's yes. the peaks the valleys retail broker um how have you survived that like what what do you attribute that to <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I'll be honest with you. 2022 was a really, really hard year for me. I feel like it was one of the worst years in my career. I left retail. Um, My husband had also left his real estate company, and he was an owner of a different real estate company that turned out to be not a good fit. Where the other owners, you know, there was one problem child, and I was paying in retail to be a lender inside of their office. And we decided collectively it wasn't a good fit. And we both left, and then I completely exited retail. So it was like I had these two things that happened, where everything that I associated with the Amy jo- Joe that I knew, I felt like she was gone. I felt like all these realtors that I had, all these great relationships with, you know, this was bruised from the situation that had happened, you know, with exiting retail or exiting um, this this real estate company that my husband and I were involved with. So it was literally like I just stripped everything down, and I was like, okay. This worst part of my career just happened that made me feel super low and I'm just going to start rebuilding. And it really started by becoming a broker and coming under the wings of Mike and Brian who own this company and, you know, having them there to support me and then just completely redeveloping myself. I feel like we can really take the lows very personally. Um, When I think about my business My mortgage business is not over here, you know, and I'm over here. It's all together. I am my mortgage business. And when something bad happens or makes me feel bad in mortgage, I take that very, very personally. And I think that most of us do. I think that's very regular to feel that way. And if you really care, like if you really give a shit about your business, you're going to feel that way. And so when you find yourself there, you know, like I'm 20 years in. The good is really good. The bad is really bad. But just remember, you are going to get over that mountain and you're going to feel like you climbed Everest and you're on top. And I feel like that right now. Like sometimes I call Mike and I'm like, I feel like I'm on fire right now. And he's like, keep it going. And that stuff, like that's the stuff that we want to feel because it's so easy to just feel like, oh, I just gave everything to this person and then they didn't, they didn't choose me or, you know, they found someone with a lower rate, even though I battled really hard. And then this guy did it for free and I didn't win. You know, like those, those are miserable feelings that we have and just know that you're going to get through it. Just put your nose down you'll get there
0: absolutely absolutely all right so last question for you so through through all of this you know like and and when we were going through our hot times with our refi boom i mean you can go back and look at past podcast episodes i kept telling everyone hey mental health make sure you're taking time for yourself yes you know what i mean it's, it's extremely important um how do you find time to travel and like do all these things <laughs> that you're doing like how how, how in the hell do you do this
1: Yeah. Well, I made a commitment to my husband when we were dating. We took a trip to Puerto Rico. It was the first trip that we took together. And my husband, Jared, and I, you know, both working in this industry, the beginning of our relationship was centered around working on files while drinking old fashions until midnight. Like that was the beginning of our relationship. Like both of us on our laptops, just working the grind and, you know, maybe having a few drinks, you know, while we're doing marketing work at night. And that was it. And I looked at him one day and I was like, let's go on a trip. And we went to Puerto Rico and I was like, let's do that again. And now in our relationship, we try to go somewhere every two months and I see a lot of people like comment on my posts on Facebook and they're like, oh, you're on vacation again. And we call it traveling, you know, because we work the entire time that we're traveling. We're Uh always, we're both always on, you know, I was sitting outside of the Trevi fountain in my beautiful Airbnb at three in the morning, trying to get a borrower to send me page three and four of their bank statement, you know, while in Rome. But we all know how this industry is. Um, For me, I knew to make myself happy. I wanted to travel. So I figured out how to be the traveling mortgage goddess, nomad, like just going to different Airbnbs, doing mortgages wherever I go. And I know that it sounds crazy, but I actually work on my laptop a lot on the road. You know, if we're driving, if we're flying, you know, I'll just find a private spot and work whenever I can. And I I just work around the clock, you know, to be able to have that time when I can find it for myself.
0: Right. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. You don't. There's a lot of people. And and I think there's a, a place for an office, right? Whether it's an in-home office or, you know, you, you have an actual office somewhere outside your home. And there's also people that just love to travel and work. And that's all they do. I, I think there's a balance there all the way around. Like there was bad weather in Michigan last week. I'm like, you know what? I'm an at-home guy this week for the most part. Yeah. I had zero zero issues doing it. And it, it's just a balance. It keeps me sane.
1: Absolutely. And remember, I mean, Yes, we work day and night, but we have to enjoy this life that we've built for ourselves too, and that's the important thing to remember.
0: Well said. Well said. Um, I did lie. I'm going to ask you one more question. I unfortunately last second had to cancel going to Hall of Fame. Um, I, I was. It's my favorite event. Give me a quick synopsis of it.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a newbie, right? So I went to Fuse for the first time and I was brand new. Um, I rolled in from Munich. I had been at Oktoberfest and I flew from Germany to go to Fuse and I loved it. I was very inspired by a lot of people. Um, Some people I had seen before, um, Casey Cunningham, she always inspires me as a woman. I love listening to her speak, but the broker community, that was my first taste of it. Um, It did feel a lot different. I worked at a nationwide big box um, retail shop. So I did a lot of you rah rah. I did a lot of events. I did a lot of traveling throughout the United States. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same as, you know, the broker community that we've built. Um, the Hall of AIM event was was wonderful. I obviously had a chance to speak on stage with Mike. It was it was amazing meeting the other people that spoke along with me and just, you know, the last day, having that time to connect with everybody at the pool and at the beach. It's a real sense of community, and I, I love it. I love being involved. It's been a wonderful ride for me. I'm excited that I'm a broker, and I love being involved in the events that we have.
0: Amy Joe, awesome! Thank you so much. You you did you did a phenomenal job. Thank you for going on stage at uh, Hall of Fame. Thank you to Mike Cox. I, that guy never gets enough credit for what he does in our community, but he's he's a staple. And uh, no, thank you for joining us today. I, I really appreciate it, and you know your time is invaluable, but I know you know how to juggle time. But thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much, Mark, I appreciate it. Take care. No problem,
0: you stay there. But brokers, if you wanna get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker You can also listen to all of our broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, rate it, leave a review, subscribe to it. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And Amy Joe, you're one of them. So thank you so much again, I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Mark. Have a great day.
0: You too. Do you love our podcast but want more content? Subscribe to AIM National on YouTube. You'll find updates on AIM initiatives and highlights of our events, and you'll get access to our free library of helpful how-to videos.